Hi there. Hello. Hi, I'm Sarah Bang. This is you know Michelle again here and uh, and Stephanie. Uh, hope Hi. you're doing well. We have uh, we have kind of a different episode today, just slightly. Um, kind of a theme we've been kind of having the whole time of, of you know these earlier beginning episodes of um, you know kind of showing you the process as we are kind of creating and building and constructing this this podcast publication. And uh, so today's episode will be a little bit different. We're going to be kind of uh, showing you our process of adding on a new feature. Um, and uh, to kind of not build too much suspense about it. But, uh, you know, back in, in the early days, pre what about, um, you know, I think we talked about this in maybe our first episode of introductions, um, whether or not you've listened to that yet, doesn't matter if you, if you want to, it's fine. Um, but Steph and I were talking about kind of <laughs> what we were, please listen to it, don't listen to it, whichever. Uh, we were just kind of thinking about in the early days of, you know, what we wanted for this publication to be about. And you mean what about? Yes. Yes, I mean what about? <laughs> and just kind of the feeling and sentiment that we wanted to not just capture, but radiate, exp you know, give out as well. And, you know, there were certain words that we kind of thought of, you know, kind of word mapping, like, um, like curiosity and just, you know, letting it be free flowing and casual and just conversational and lighthearted and intellectual and, you know. But also a couple of wonder, you know, just wonder, kind of yes. think or ponder, ponder a bit. Pondering, yeah, and just kind of like where you take a little bit of a break and let your mind kind of unwind and, and, yeah, and wander about and just be very kind of lackadaisical with it. And, you know, we, we've kind of been, you know, trying to kind of continue that and hope you've been able to enjoy that journey with us. And, and so one of the aspects, one of the features that we've always been discussing, just such and I was, you know, what, what would be nice, you know, what about if we had you know an actual musical element kind of embedded within the episode we talk about music most episodes you know with the ending suggested playlist but also know, be pretty embarrassing by the time we get to like episode 10 or something and we didn't have a sound that we really wanted to go towards even though we keep talking about you know sounds pretty much in every single episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly um and so um yeah, we kind of wanted to spend this episode showing you our process of, of creating that sound that we would like to use as kind of an opening and, and closing melody to bring in and help exit out of each episode. And, um, you know, this sound... Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. Yeah, sorry. Oh, we have a couple ideas, you know. Mm -hmm. They haven't been fully cemented yet, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we, we've got a couple of bits of inspirations from... Well, I think what we talked about a couple episodes ago, right? Like, you know, how inspiration is kind of stands on the shoulders of giants or, you know, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, while we were exploring different ideas for this, we kept going, gravitating towards the song, the sounds that we knew from, you know, various movie soundtracks or other, you know, influences of that nature. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But, you know, it was, it was kind of fun, wouldn't you agree? No, definitely, yeah. I mean, so how Stephanie and I talk in these episodes is very representative of how we actually just interact with each other. <laughs> um, so music comes up all the time and sharing and, you know, of different covers, or originals. Um, and so in the song, you know, this process of creating this specific sound piece, you know, this could be the first version. We might change it depending on how things go. Um, but, you know, we kind of feel good about where we are with this. We, we kind of tied together several different types of inspirations. And I just also want to make a disclaimer. If we do sound different in Tara Bingham's episode, that is because um, neither of us are using um, our usual kind of headset microphone piece. We're just kind of using the uh, general um, kind of recording microphone. Um, that's Sorry for the potato, but it can't be helped. Yeah. So if we do sound a little bit more distant. It's not you, interrobing. It's not your system. It is, you know, just for this episode. How cliche! It's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's not you. It's all me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, but actually, no. This is a necessity because we we test trialed this with um, our original microphone versions, and uh, to incorporate like the instruments, it's just not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're we're doing live recordings as opposed to something from some size from GarageBand, because it just doesn't sound the same, doesn't yeah. feel as organic, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, so kind of with that, I'd like to just kind of dive into it. And um, yeah, so like I said, the beginning of this process, you know, the very beginning, you know, I think it was you, Stephanie, I want to credit, just saying, you know, wouldn't we need if we had like an actual, actual original piece of sound or music that would be kind of the bookends of each episode? And, you know, we both... You know, we both play uh, the piano, the keyboard ourselves. I've recently was gifted a kalimba, um, small kind of. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's percussive. You can call that. It's pretty Uh, cool. It's shaped like a little teddy bear, right? Yeah, a little wooden teddy bear, a little hand, kind of fits in your hands. You know, Stephanie, what other instruments have you kind of grown up playing or being around? I tinker around a lot. My, My father is like, he's one of those people who... He picks up any instrument and instantly is like a savant master of them, you know? That's so cool. I, I've only taken around with like a guitar and harmonica. I'm not great at either. Um, okay. I think piano is really my foundation. I've done it since I was like in, what, four years old or something? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, and also I, I know when you've been gracious and generous and kind of sharing it, you, you've also done quite a bit of music theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of started that pretty early as well, so... I'm obsessed with like learning how how and why different aspects of song sound great and you know what the chord progressions are and like how you know we get a resolution I can full out nerd maybe a different episode or something or maybe this episode who knows I think we're gonna touch on a little bit but I think yeah Yeah. um just so Terry can understand you know maybe a little bit more of why we are how we are when it comes to you know sharing and suggesting music or whatnot and um, so yeah, we had these ideas, we had these words we wanted to kind of capture, and then for, for, for me, the kind of the, the most natural step after that was to kind of think about, you know, references and things to incorporate that I was, would like to try to kind of pay an homage to, or kind of, especially to kind of help Stephanie understand what my ideas were, um, and we communicate very well with music together, and so I kind of put forth, there were two songs that uh, you know they were uh, both instrumental but i felt that really did a good job of telling the story both are you know our soundtrack pieces um i'm very much drawn towards cinematic music i think um, both are it's fair to I say think so too yeah um and so you know the songs that i wanted to kind of consider 
when when composing our piece. Um, it's kind of the main theme song uh, from the movie Brokeback Mountain. Um, another version of it is called The Wings, and we will again, you know, be including these songs in this episode's Spotify playlist for reference. Um, so I just liked how it's a simple acoustic guitar sound, especially it was really the beginning, the very very beginning. There's a slight kind of introduction element before it really gets into the main melody of the song, and I felt that it kind of had this light, kind of again, like, you know, pondering of as if you know, even though it is just instrumental, I. I could feel and hear, kind of quote unquote, hear the words like, well, what about, just as a nice kind of starting off point. Um, it's a kind of call and response, like a question and answer kind of mm -hmm. setup, do you think? Yeah, no, exactly. So that was one of my songs. The other song I was thinking about is, um, it was one of the, the Pixar shorts that they show usually before the full feature, feature length film in theaters um, called Paper Man. Um, and um, it, this was, you know, a theme from, the theme, main theme song from, from that short. Um, and Which, remind me of that Pixar one. Is that the one where there's like a, I don't know, white collar office worker guy and he's like bored with this job and then he bored or some paper airplane kind of comes up to him? Yes, I don't want to spoil the ending, but I, I can I can say this is the premise. Um, so it's, it actually starts prior to that. It's at a at kind of a train station uh, okay. of a young man, yes, on his way to work and standing there waiting for the train to come and a paper plane out of nowhere kind of comes off screen and kind of hits him in the face and just get, you know, catches his attention and um kind of come you know in leads him to be have a nice interaction meet cute uh, i'm sorry it hits hits this lady young lady next to him in the face that's what it is and so they kind of oh. one of those random kind of stranger encounters and they kind of have a magical chemistry but all non all nonverbal. Uh, all silent and then kind of follows him throughout the day kind of going to his job he doesn't like like Stephanie was saying and you know never really stopped thinking about this short sweet interaction he had earlier that day so those are my two songs um that I contributed and I think Stephanie has some as well yeah I have a couple I feel like I'm always in love with kind of the slow build style and then it kind of like descends into madness or chaos or you know it's some arpeggiated staggered pattern for those of you who aren't as um i guess uh, technical with the music well, what do you mean by like arpeggio and like so so a chord is like when you've got a couple of notes but it's all played together at the same time like you know that's that's okay it's all played together arpeggiated is when you kind of scatter them out or you know stagger them and then I kind of really like it when the, the the composer kind of stacks a bunch of arpeggios together. If they stack, that's juxtaposes. So you kind of play a collection of them um, rapidly and in rapid succession. Um, and it kind of really shows like movement and there's a bit of like tension and also excitement. And, you know, um, uh, and a good example would be, uh, I guess, like Lighting of the Beacons from Lord of the Rings. Um, movies i think it's like the two towers it's it's where um they're letting i think the good guys are letting people know that um you know help is on the way or something so they're lighting the towers and through this mountain range and everyone's very excited oh, that, you so know, wonderful city exactly right and, Wonder you know, and yes i remember this music, from that. music 
rapport is just so um, compelling, you know, kind of moves forward and everyone's just excited that, you know, progress is happening. And, you know, that's kind of signaled with this arpeggiation where, you know, you've got different chord progressions and different instruments coming in and swooping in. And um, uh, so it's, it's very lively. And another one that kind of has that is um, the two cellos when they play in concert. So there's, there's a, I don't know if you can call them a band, a group. There's two of them. It's a duo. duo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and once you know the name, there's there's two of them. They they play cellos. It says the name on the tin. They're um, brothers or just friends? No, they're they're best friends. I think um, okay. they used to be in like piano comp or not piano cello competitions when they're younger, and wow. then you know as adults they've joined forces, <laughs> so <laughs> to speak, um, to you know create the ultimate group uh, duo because they they both like the classics. Um, kind of touching on last episodes, they both you know grew up with a classically trained musician background but they really like like the rock and roll aspect so they've synthesized those two passions um and created some really nifty uh spin-offs that's not the right word but you know like versions of of classic covers uh, rock sorry unique covers or inspired covers yeah, they make inspired covers. Um, sometimes they go back to their classical roots. Sometimes they go full out rock and roll. Um, but two two songs that I think when they play in their live concerts, just is really impactful to me, is uh, the Benedictus. It starts. It's a really slow song. It's very solemn. Um, it kind of makes you think about. Well, it makes me think about. Um, just like life existence, you know, usual existential crisis, you know, like nighttime questions that just come flooding to your mind. Uh, and then they transition that, you know, there's a bit of a slow pause moment. And then it's like, it, it's like it takes a, a deep breath and then goes into U2's where the streets have no name. And it's such like a perfect way to go from such a slow, solemn piece to something that's a little more chaotic but you know full of life but kind of still has you know echoes of the original question you know in the beginning but it's just i don't know inspirational i, I words fail me when well, I, I was just when thinking I, so you so you have you seen this group live yeah sure so you've seen them perform live and so and so it's just two two cello players on the Dude, stage Occasionally, they've got their drummer. Okay, but, me, but it's, they, very, it's a very simple setup, correct? Yeah, yeah, and sometimes if they don't have the drummer, they can just kind of bang it out on their cellos. But this is just kind of moving things in my brain here. And so this is a group that you found on your own, and you would listen just at home and became well acquainted with their music, and then you saw them in, in person? Is that? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I just feel sometimes you, it's like by chance, you kind of stumble upon a live performance and you're like, oh, this is great. And then oh, look yeah, at it yeah. later, but this was something you already had this relationship with their music, which, you know, nowadays sound, recorded sound quality is really great. So just, you know, hear, hearing these in your headphones or in your yeah. car is, is, is pretty good. But how, how was it seeing them live? So I've seen them in their, like the YouTube versions of their concerts, you know, where the okay. sound quality excellent highly recommend it to anybody mm-hmm. and they go full out like they are absolute crazy mad so to watch them to watch them as a whole nother experience yes i mean they're they're very passionate in what they do and i'm glad that they've definitely found something they're passionate in um and you know you can tell that they're really immersed in the moment 
um, from like whether it's like a slow Bach or Pachelbel cello kind of song well, and, or whether they playing, swept up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's well, it. Well, in playing a cello, to me, I'm just thinking about, I don't know why my mind's going here, but it just is. Like, you know, playing a cello is very physical. You, there is a lot of whole body movement that, uh-huh. and, you're, and you're seated usually and you're square on and there's a lot of visibility of your yeah. whole body moving to play the instrument. Um, a piano is, can also be whole body, but it's mainly just hands and arms. Um, sure, it's more torso. Yes, and it, I'm just trying to think of just across the whole gamut of different instruments, what the kind of physicality is required and something that I think of, so comparing the live performance that you saw, whether it was on YouTube or actually in person, Stephanie, of these two guys like just really moving their whole body to create sound out of this stationary cello piece versus, and not that this is insulting at all means, it's just to me just notably, notably different. When you go see like an electronic DJ set, you know, the soundboard with all the switches and everything can create such an immense orchestra of sound. Sure. But it is just movement of just pushing of buttons. It's just less body movement. Yeah. They, I mean, and they it's can also do- behind yeah, a big yeah. booth. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they can mosey along however they like, you know, as they dance into their own music. Mm-hmm. But it's like a different way of dancing. And, yeah, yeah, and so the yeah, so the way I feel like that DJs tend to bring about that like live element and energy is by you know having some kind of you know dance or something to kind of go with you know they have the fist bumping or something to kind of help amplify versus it's just pushing buttons or moving switches around on on the on the kind of soundboard. You know, I, you know, what I'm saying I'm, I'm just interpreting. I don't know if you're have had this experience, but you know, there is. First off, a difference of when you're just listening and becoming acquainted with music at home, listening on your headphones or, you know, while you're on a jog or something, and then seeing it live in in front of you. But also, once it's in front of you being live performed, you know, how does the artist actually look and how does that make you feel differently or the same or what does newly inspire in you? I think it's, for me, like watching live concerts on YouTube is wonderful as someone who loves to save money where I can and I can't jet set around the world. That's, that's the thing. It's a wonderful gift of technology, I believe. And also, like, the sound that. quality is so, I guess, true. You know, sure, you can get the cell phone versions, which are not great, but if you get some professionally recorded versions um, that maybe just take the mic feed from mm-hmm. the actual cellos themselves or, you know, that are set around the stage as opposed to someone holding their camera phone, Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty faithful, you know, to the representation. So, you know, as someone who sits, compared to someone who's like sitting in the audience or I guess standing in some situations, um, depending on how exciting the atmosphere is, uh, you know, it's more being in, sorry, it's frag- this sentence is fragmented, uh, but being in the arena, the stadium, whatever the venue is, it's very energizing to be there pretty much because the atmosphere just feels electric because there's the expectation from the audience and there's, you know, the expectation from, or, you know, the anticipation, I guess, of the performer themselves. Whereas when you're in a YouTube video, you, you may hear the cheers of the audience or you you may see that they look excited, you know, the performer looks excited, but it doesn't necessarily come across as, 
I don't know. Faithfully is not entirely the right word. But there was, but it energy, there was energy difference. Tangentially, yeah. That exactly. collective energy of not just the actual performers, the artists performing, and, but the other attendees. Just, right, there's like electricity in the air, just like exactly. waiting for that spark, that first note to set everyone on fire. Yeah. It, part, you know, please no violence to crowds, especially in this time <laughs> where we're trying to be socially distant. But it is, yeah, it is a phenomenon for sure. And, but for me, it's also when I've attended performances that are live, that are like, you know, uh, orchestra or maybe yeah. in a smaller venue where there aren't any um, kind of um, amplification systems used. There's no speaker system. Sure. It's just what you can hear with your spare ear or whatever. Air acoustics of the room if it's a closed space. Yes. And how that feel, especially if you're able to be up close, and yeah. how your body can really feel like the sound from the actual instrument. Sure, like um, the bass reverberating into mm-hmm, you or mm-hmm. yeah. kind of like going straight through your head. Yeah, versus the bass from like a speaker system, which is Dif- you know, yeah, it's right? different. It's just different. Um, but when you can actually feel like, you know, I've attended a few, been very lucky and, and honored to attend a few orchestra performances and sit on in the orchestra level a few rows back, you know, sometimes you just get lucky with ticket ticket purchases. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could feel just the ground where your feet are of the whole orchestra playing and how the sound just transcends and just a very different experience versus the time I've seen live orchestra performances that are any of those outdoor pavilion summer concert evening series and you're way out on the lawn and it's just a different different kind of physical experience. But yeah, no, I'm sorry if I detracted Stephanie, but my mind just kind of no, no, the energy of every, I think, every performer, every venue is just unique. That's why I think performers quite like playing in so many different places and just so many different people and with their sure. different albums and styles of music, it's, you know, it's going to get a different reception every time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, in terms of, I don't know if you have a preference for whatever reason um, of live versus, you know, just listening to things in the comfort of your own home or whatever your space of choosing um, and, you know, what kind of music that you've tend to, you know, was there any surprises that you had of, um, you know, you maybe felt a certain way about an artist when you saw them live, it just changed, whether, you know, good or bad, and, like, I just didn't expect that, and maybe how they looked or how they sounded or, or anything. Yeah, I wonder if you had any kind of experiences you can remember or any, like, you know, what was your first concert? What was your first live, live concert? Do you remember your Stephanie? Um... I think it, it kind of depends. Like, if you mean a first concert um, in terms of, I guess, orchestral. So where we're originally from, like, the the local symphony would come and play during the summers. Mm-hmm. Um, so my family would go out to to listen to them. And so we've we, I've heard quite a few, like, orchestras and symphonies and, you know, symphonic pieces growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't really, like, feel very much to me because I came from a classical music background so everything we heard was just classical music this classical music that and took it for granted to be honest okay. um, so I don't know if I really count that as like a proper concert that I voluntarily chose to go to mm-hmm. catch the drift. Um, I think the one I properly enjoyed um, that I voluntarily went is uh, Ed Sheeran uh, when he was sort of becoming a bigger thing in the states I think it was the second album the X multiply mm-hmm. it was like a, such a crazy atmosphere 
I didn't really expect it, even though so many YouTube videos had kind of tried to mentally prepare me for that or, you know, me watching that. But it was just so interesting how he was able to, well, he started off as a busker on the streets, right? So he knows how to sort of work the crowds, I suppose. So his studio albums sound a certain way, but he's able to, I don't know if improvise is the right word, but, you know, like go off and do his own little side melodies and build on loops and, you know, of those melodies and then, you know, improve it so that it becomes better. So it's just, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. No, yeah. I always love the surprises. Um, but yeah, so that was just kind of some background. Or did you have any other kind of songs you were inspired by thinking of for RP? Uh, In addition to the two cellos, Benedictus, going into that street with the UK. Oh, yeah. And I already mentioned the Lord of the Rings one. So yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's the main, the main ones for me. Yeah, so in terms of, yeah, we kind of had this discussion, you know, we, you know, we were drawn or we, these songs came to mind. Um, and then we kind of wanted to kind of start there and start kind of, I guess, composing. And, uh, you know, I felt that I would like to have something, you know, shorter, um, kind of like, you know, we have like a news broadcast or something and they just have a brief little kind of jingle in the beginning and end, um, but something that would kind of give another dimension to the episodes to kind of help you know, bring you in and, and kind of escort, you know, carry you out. Kind of just uh, Hello and goodbye. <laughs> just, yeah, so just kind of, we felt it was a little, maybe sometimes a little harsh. A little bit. Ended, just, just our yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're kind of thinking of something. Yeah, okay, it needs to be just no more than, I don't know, we said arbitrarily 20 seconds or so. And we wanted to capture, you know, some of the songs we had just mentioned. Um, what they made us feel, that what, how they resonated within us. And, um, you know, in utilizing just kind of a single instrument um, and something, yeah, that would kind of, yeah, help introduce kind of the There's a practical about. element. There's a practical element to why we're using one instrument. We're not super advanced in terms of, you know, sound mixing and... and yes. We, also <laughs> don't, we don't have an in-home studio either. We wish, but we're not... <laughs> We're not savvy enough yet. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think we'll kind of walk you through, and this is also fresh. This isn't like, you know, weeks, weeks past. This is something that's actually quite still fresh in our working memory as well as sensory memory. Um, and so I think our first iteration, if I'm correct, Stephanie, is kind of when we were just talking about what about, what about if we did something like this? And it was this kind of fun, like you know, Stephanie Cop coined it well as kind of like an and uh, a tune you would hear like at the airport or when you're ex you know when you're taking public transportation and you know the simple automated like dings and noises you have like the person's voice come on and you're like now approaching or like please mind the gap or you know you know you're currently arrived at and there's always a small little chime that's I think intended to kind of be pleasant and light. A little jingle you know mm -hmm. I'm sure you know with time you kind of get sick of it but for us, at least during the music formation process, yes, it's become somewhat endearing. Yeah. So we had that in mind, and also just thinking that it would be kind of novel, interesting if the the piece of music that we had created to be the opener, if we did it, if we were able to kind of reverse it and kind of play the the retrograde version of it as the closing. Maybe not exactly, but somewhat so. Um, like structurally, generally. What was that? Sorry. Structurally, generally. 
Yes, structurally, yes. And um, so I don't know, should we just show that first first draft or is there? The first, yeah, the first pass of it. Um, apologies if there are mistakes, hopefully you won't notice, but <laughs> <laughs> my long years of piano have left me a bit rusty these past couple of years. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so maybe let's just kind of break it down a little bit of where we were coming from. So we have the beginning, just a few like standalone notes. Sure. But arpeggio is kind of building up and hopefully you could tell it was getting faster. I don't retrospectively know if I actually did play it faster, but I kind of wanted to get that like spirited element to it, you know? Like a little bit of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit of adrenaline, you know, some excitement to like psyched up about for the podcast <laughs> and, and then end with a, a, a high note a pleasant note and I think and I and I felt whenever she presented me this piece of my, I liked it because especially when it kind of gets quicker kind of with the arpeggio section it reminded yeah. me of that feeling you have that when someone's talking about a topic and something comes into your mind like oh I have something I'd love to add to this sure. or oh I have a question I think that we really need if we could just like bring this into this conversation and you're kind of like waiting and you're super yeah. excited like you're still listening to the person yeah. but you're like oh boy I'm like really, really bubbling with, with ideas bubbling with ideas yes and so that was kind of why we liked that section um I actually so had um you know there's like a bunch of different tempos you can use um you, you know utilize and so one I actually used was effervesa slash mm -hmm. which literally translates to bubbly and spirited what well, was the second word, sorry? The second word? Uh, effervesa and vivace. Vivace, okay. Um, and so, you know, vivace means spirited. Effervesa is like effervescent, so that's very bubbly. This is, this is Italian, I'm guessing? Yes, yes. Most yeah. musical words are yeah. Italian. <laughs> At least in the Western world. You know, I think it's kind of interesting how that is. Yeah. So that's going to become the standards. So if you wouldn't mind, so if you could play it one more time, that's... Sure. So you got the airplane... Uh, airport chime at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So that was nice because it's kind of like to me that that round reminded me of like an Irish jig. <laughs> it was a little bit too spirited. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is what we're getting in terrifying when we just have this live kind of music playing session. You're like, um, the words are just kind of like spilling over themselves in an effort to try to get out because you're just so full of so many different things you want to communicate. Absolutely. And so I think, and we did play the reversal. I know you did that in GarageBand, or if you wanted to play that now, you can also insert it in post. I can try it, and if in Interbang you don't hear it, then that means that it was really bad, and she's going to insert it in post. I might, I might dub it over in post. So <laughs> this was this is the the reversal of what Stephanie just played to so our first draft. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of where we went to get ending with that air, airplane airport tone a little bit. And so we kind of started working with that and then kind of revisiting um, our inspirations that we mentioned prior, you know, earlier on in this episode of the different songs and things. And um, 
you know, Stephanie kind of went into a lot of the, a little bit of the music theory of, well, because for me, my approach was more of like, I just, I was kind of thinking about what would the words, like, what about sound like just in, in instruments um, without actually singing them. And then Stephanie would be gracious. <laughs> you tend to like focus in on like the emotional aspect of it, you know, mm -hmm. which is, you know, like how it feels, how, you know, what, what feels right, what feels wrong, what feels a bit jarring, what, you know, so you, I think you kind of know the music theory. You just don't have the words for them or you don't, you can't quite place it, but you, I think, you know, like what, what works and what doesn't. Yes. And then Stephanie would kind of come through and, you know, add her own creative ideas, but also kind of say, well, theoretically or you know what would be nice or what would be best in the situation you know technically would be to kind of incorporate this and so we had this first draft we did like it but we felt that maybe there was could have been some kind of section breakdown and so we kind of revisited the songs and you know we first started um so we had kind of like i would say about three different versions total so the one we just showed from um, the second version um or so um was this kind of like this kind of trying to do this back and forth and then kind of going into different chords again to the kind of the arpeggio and then ending um and uh so i don't know if stephanie if you wanted to just play yeah i think it, so the beginning of this one was more inspired by um brokeback the brokeback mountain song brokeback mountain, the on, called the wings and it, yeah the wings right Mm -hmm. And it had a bit of this the falling arpeggiated structure of the of the paperman theme, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of started off like and along with the buildup that the two cello song had too, of trying to transitioning into the YouTube song. Yeah, the transition is magical. Go and listen to it. Well, I think the Spotify version might not have it because they list it as two separate songs. But if you go on YouTube and watch it, oh, amazing. <laughs> Can't listen to it enough. Yeah. It's enough. So this is uh, the first hash of uh, the second version. Mm -hmm. uh. mm -hmm. And so when we were kind of forming this throughout this process we were thinking of like you know what what we're doing here so for me or for Stephanie as well I was like well this is getting a little Jurassic Park theme like and yeah um, oh, yeah so and then there was a there was a song that I grew up in church called I think it's called a here I am Lord it's kind of a spiritual song and so it was just something we were noting of well first of all there are finite notes and you know to play and then you know there are certain combinations you can play that do just sound catchy or pleasing and it is natural to probably stumble across you know the exact same or very similar sounding sounding melodies and you know there's always copyright issues going on with newly released songs and not even songs like we talked about in previous episodes that are actually like sampling from old songs but they just sound so close um but you know so we were having some laughs about well no that sounds just like this now um but just knowing that there's this kind of inevitableness of um you'll run you'll run into um that's why we're sort of embracing the i mean at least i have i don't know about you michelle i've kind of embraced the airport just because there's no escaping it 
even if no matter where you go you're going to hear it on the airport you're going to hear it on like the train you know even if you step on a bus i know i think some buses have please mind your step you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing for some, for some little chime or tone yeah absolutely um and so kind of the second version kind of it wasn't a discreet second version it kind of blended in into our final version and um you know we did you know we haven't like showed you how it sounds reversed but i think um if i'm correct stephanie we're kind of ready for the kind of showcase the final version a little bit of where we ended up yeah yeah we say final this is what we've sort of written down but this is by far not the final instrument i think michelle will want to fix this and post. We have discussed, yeah, we have discussed, yeah, and I will we'll be showing that in a few minutes. I'll talk about that, but, you know, Stephanie has been working on, on her on her piano and her keyboard here, but we talked about playing it uh, with the kalimba that I have, just because of the different sound that the instrument makes, we kind of, I think you put it well, Stephanie. It resonates. Yeah, and you said it kind of sounded a little bit more fun and... Echoey, I think. Echoey. I mean, mm-hmm. Echoey is not, I mean, this keyboard I have is just like a MIDI keyboard. It It's okay. It d- gets the job done, but it's a bit perfunctory, you mm. know, compared to the, I think, I think Columba leaves room to think. Leaves, That's a good uh, way of putting it, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, between the notes or on the notes or after the notes, it, it's mm. really spacious in that regard. Yeah. Even though it's such a tiny little instrument. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess here's the opening. And I remember in our discussion, Stephanie, you kind of had a specific idea behind the three kind of different sets of notes that you picked. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're operating on the key of C. It's for those of you who are not technical musicians. Um, it's pretty much the basic scale when you look at a keyboard. No sharps, no flats, just pretty basic. Um, and then within that, you know, the easiest basic chord progression is one, four, five, one. So, um, and people have done studies like tr- trying to figure out why this is very pleasing to human ears. Mm-hmm. I'm sure someone has thoroughly researched this and has unlocked the key, but I haven't read that one yet. <laughs> But it's just very pleasing. You know, you'll hear it very many, 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 many times in, you know, various iterations in all kinds of pop songs and other modern songs. I'm sure many Christmas songs or, you know, other, uh, if you don't celebrate Christmas, perhaps, you know, other 21st century. Yeah, definitely holiday holiday songs to to bring in the community together to be uniting. Yes. Some extra ornamental, you know, chords can be like the two chord, um, which is a little bit minor. You know, we wanted to have like a happy theme, so we wanted to keep them mostly major chords mm-hmm. um, to, you know, make it like we're not causing existential crises. Um, <laughs> you know, some of them can get pretty dissonant or, you know, unpleasant to hear. Yeah. So and then there was also just noticing, you know, and we will kind of showcases with our final and we kind of you'll hear it air in our next episode and we kind of really officially present the tune but 
you know, just also thinking about, yeah, these are the notes we have, but how important it is in the pacing and spacing and, you know, the types of notes you're having with the song. That you're yeah. And how much of a difference that can make. The feeling you're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Right? So we intentionally try to kind of have a certain kind of spacing uh, between, you know, between the different notes um, to kind of allow for different feelings to kind of come in. So this opening one, we wanted to kind of have it so the feeling would be it welcomes you into the podcast. You know, you're, if you will, ascend a cloud, you know, with that high note, especially. You're like, oh, I've arrived at my fun little place. Yeah. Now I'm like, hang out here for, you know, 40 odd minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go back down to normal life on Earth um, with this closing tune. So this, so this will kind of be the, the reversal of the opening here. Great. Yeah, no. Um, and so that's kind of with the inclusion of kind of that closing, um, you know, we are also Welcome just, <laughs> sorry, what was that? Welcome back to the airport. Welcome back to the airport. You've, yeah, you've arrived. <laughs> kind of a nice grounding, soft, hopefully a soft landing. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we are at the end of our episode for today here. And uh, thank you so much, Interbing, for kind of helping us I've also just by rehashing our process, some things that kind of come to mind for me. Um, and so, um, yeah, we will be, um, I will kind of impose, I will include um, kind of the you know, our official kind of recorded and, you know, better quality of, of the opening and closing. And so gonna kind of have recorded here. So right now uh, I'm gonna be inserting um, the opening here. And so now here's going to be the official closing. And after playing this will be the end of our episode. So before I insert it from post, I'd like to thank you and Terabay for joining us and uh, have a good rest of your day. Hope you like it because that's all you're going to hear from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it. Take care. Take care now.